Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Fates Decide. My name is Liz, and I'm with my two co-hosts, Sam and Mary. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Okay. And this time, we will be discussing the recent and uh, the recent strikes by the Writers Guild of America and now SAG-AFTRA. Um, at the time that we are recording this episode, uh, the SAG strike started last week. Um, by the time you hear this episode, the strike may or may not still be continuing, but, you know, we're going to talk about as the most recent info we've got as far as we know at this time. You think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. Here's part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the, the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. So, I think I think the Writers Guild strike, wasn't it in May it got started? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been about three months. All right, so May 2nd. Yeah, so WGA started their strike on May 2nd. Like, I don't remember what all their demands were. It was uh, working conditions, compensation structure, and threats to their jobs, um, obviously including AI. I know, like, the AI and stuff like that, it, it is a mixture of both. I know that's become more of a forefront with SAG in terms of actors, but I know writers were definitely, you know, dealing with that, too, because obviously AI can write scripts you know, fairly quickly. Um, but yeah, the writers, I think their biggest thing is definitely payment. And a lot of the issues, both with WGA and SAG come from the streaming uh, stuff. You know, this is a whole different world. Streaming has become so popular. I mean, I know I am on like five different streaming sites to watch this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, first it started with the writers that these writers weren't getting paid nearly enough. Like they couldn't pay their mortgage. They could barely even put food on the table. Like this is their full-time job and they weren't even making ends meet uh, because because of streaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, though, even before streaming kind of blew up in the last like 10 years or so, um, if we want to be generous here like saying 10 years like let's say uh writers screenwriters can like how much they earn kind of varies if i recall because mm-hmm. i mean well i mean you you have more of the background in uh screenwriting than i do but it it's like you know if you get really lucky you sell your screenplay but then you know it's going to get changed like a few dozen times before it actually gets put on film to the point where like you barely recognize your script. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So the the biggest thing for for the WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America, in case we didn't mention that, um, obviously, besides the fact that they couldn't come up with a new contract between them and the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers, which is the AMPTP, um, is definitely the compensation for writers via residuals with streaming. So this is all stemming from streaming and pretty much both WGA and SAG-AFTRA want to come up with a new way that both writers and actors, and I'm not talking about your A-list actors, your, you know, leads and all that stuff. They get paid very, very well, but they're striking along with everyone else, obviously, to help the little guys who aren't getting what they deserve. Um, And you know, they need to come up with a way that these people are getting paid for for streaming. I mean, I'm telling you, it's crazy ever since this happened. And it's more since, again, SAG-AFTRA joined the the strike that, um, you know, actors have been posting their residuals for their shows. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking cents per episode or nothing at all. For an episode there's literally several of them that get zero dollars for a certain episode or three cents four cents seven cents like for an entire series i was looking uh one of the actresses from orange is the new black now that series has a lot of actors in it and this was a pretty prominent character for a season where she was literally in every single episode of orange is the new black her residuals were like 33 dollars for the season $33 like are you yeah. kidding like that's just not right and these these big production companies your Netflix your you know uh, um, Paramount you know Universal all the are make like these CEOs are making Disney they're making bank they are making and like I know like you know Netflix likes to say, oh, we're losing money, which is why they're, you know, wanting to stick it to the clients. So, you know, now you can't share your passwords and all that crap. But like these CEOs are not going poor. Netflix, I think, has two CEOs and they just give each other bonuses. And they are literally making hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars a year. And they sit there and they wonder why these actors and writers are now striking while they're living in their ivory towers. I would love to make 30,000 in like a month. But I know, right? like, when you see, when you hear that, that these, these, they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And yet the actors that are actually doing the work to make them that money are getting $33 for residuals for an entire season, not just an episode, an entire season. That is, that's wrong. And again, I get it. Streaming kind of came up and like boomed with COVID. So they didn't really think about it, but now they have to. And unfortunately, a lot of these CEOs and production companies don't want to, don't want to deal with it. I don't even remember who it was. Oh my God. Who was it that made? Scarlett Johansson was. Well, yeah, that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning of it with her and Disney. That actually was what. I think started the conversation yeah. was when they tried to when Disney tried to screw 
uh, Scarlet over with Black Widow. And she wound up winning that fight. Right. I mean, yeah, because, and I remember at the time, there were a lot of people that were like, you know, kind of scoffing at it because like, you know, she's an A-list actor. Like, why is, you know, oh, just because she, she doesn't get like an extra like two million or whatever. There was a lot of snark about that. But I mean, you know, obviously up front, it is about the money for her, right? But at the same time, whether she was consciously or not consciously doing this, she was also kind of preparing people to fight for residuals, not just for her, but like for every actor out there. Because if someone like her who is an A-list actor is going to get screwed over basically out of being compensated uh, for the work she did, you know, bringing, you know, the eyeballs, you know, to this movie for Disney. What do you think they're going to do to, you know, uh, prison guard number two, <laughs> you know, in, in, mm-hmm. this, in this show or in this movie, you know? Right. So. Right. And I think part of the other issue, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Dwayne The Rock Johnson had a, uh, had a movie, I think it was like Jungle Cruise or something, coming out around right. the same, and they worked with him to make sure his contract was taken care of, that he was getting paid, but not for Scarlet. So I think that was also like the other thing, but like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that was definitely the beginning of, I think everyone was like, everyone at least in Hollywood, writers, actors, whatever, started like looking like, wait a minute. Like something's right. not right here. And and again, with no one knew that I think streaming was going to go as far as it did, you know? Right. But people don't go to the theaters anymore, really. I mean, they do, but they don't. But like this past weekend, again, as we're recording this, this past weekend was the opening for Barbie and Oppenheimer. It was the biggest weekend of the year for movies. This is the end of July. And this was the biggest weekend for movies all year because people aren't going anymore people sit there and go i'm gonna wait until it goes on streaming because then they don't have to pay extra money so it's like you know and yes with black widow disney plus did make you pay an additional whatever in order to to watch it like when it came out um but you could have a party of 20 something people only one person pays the $20 whatever, and then 20 plus people can watch the movie together. So it's like, you know, like back in the day before streaming, writers and actors and, you know, studios and all that stuff make a movie. They have a budget. They make a movie. Goes into the movie theaters. Based on the box office, people get paid. It was simple. It was easy. Streaming has completely taken that away. Completely taken that away. Where now box offices are making less money and these streaming companies are making, you know, whatever when they put the movie on. Um, But the people that worked on the movie, the actors and the writers and whatever, aren't getting their cut where... I mean, it kind of reminds me, there's also a thing going around with like Spotify where musicians aren't getting paid 
for their music that is streaming on like Spotify. Right. You know, so, because it's like where before you get, you sell a, you know, a, a CD or whatever, and they get a cut of that sale. So they have to come up with something. And this is for all streaming, whether it's music, movies, TV, what have you, something needs to happen. And these big production companies just don't want to do anything because they're making the money. So they don't care. Yeah. So, and I can't remember which CEO it was, but one of the CEOs made mention with the writer strike that, uh, you know, wait until they can't, you know, pay their mortgage or whatever, and then they'll come and, and beg, you know, for whatever, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're such an asshole. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I can't remember who it was either. I, it might it might have been a net, one of the Netflix CEOs, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's so disgusting. Yeah. So disgusting. And the funny thing is, is that there are actually a lot of people commenting on the actor strike, especially some of whom do actually understand what, you know, why they're striking they, and they fully support. And then there are other people who like are like, you know, I don't give like, you know, who the hell are these people complaining about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it reminds me like very recently because of the strike happening um unfortunately I, I can't remember his name but there was an actor who was one of the cast members in iron fist which for some of you guys if you don't remember or you never watched the show it was one of the it was originally a netflix uh marvel tv collaboration and now it's available on disney plus um as part of the uh the defenders you know uh join up later but anyway one of the cast members mentioned that he actually only got paid about 400 bucks a day which granted you know sounds like a lot and for some people that is you know a lot depending on you know what job you do and what part of the country in the u.s you live in mm -hmm. but what you but for people who don't understand how acting, you know, professional acting works, that four hundred dollars a day is literally, in theory, what you are getting when you're actually on set when it's in production. Once the production is over, you are not getting that four hundred bucks a day anymore. Right. So right. So it's like unless you or your agent are really good and got you booked for another gig, you know, the following month or whatever, after this production is over, you're going to have to go without being paid very much, you know, and it's like, how, how do you live off of that? Right. I mean, you know, again, with these strikes, you're not talking about your A-list celebrities who make bank, right? You know, uh, your Leonardo DiCaprio's and, you know, Meryl Streep's and stuff like that, you know, because obviously like they're, they're good, but again, they, they join for the, the little guy or whatever, but even these, this guy, you know, or your B-list actors, obviously C-list, D-list, you know, uh, 
the the guys that are just background actors, you know, stuff like that. They're the ones that really get screwed because as you said, they get paid when they're filming and then it's gone. And then you go based off of how much it makes. Well, when it's streaming, you don't really, they don't, they're not able to come up with a way to get them paid and actors work, you know, get paid. They, so you think of like working paycheck to paycheck, right? These people in, in, I want to say the real world, (laughs) um, work, work paycheck to paycheck. If you think about it, a lot of those actors and writers work paycheck to paycheck where they finish a job and they need to hurry up and find something else. And for them, they can audition or whatever and not get signed for months. That's why a lot of them, you you know, again, the lower level actors or whatever have those part-time jobs as waiters and stuff like that because they need money until you're able to get big enough jobs that you have like a little nest egg that you can take a little break in between. Like you really are working paycheck to paycheck and that's what the that's who the strike is really for is for those people who suffer because they aren't making any money off of the work that they do even though they work months on these projects for ridiculous hours right so it's day right and right so like that example i was like saying about like oh i got paid 400 bucks a day well it's like if you think that's a lot of money, you're thinking from the perspective of like an eight hour work day, an eight hour work day, 400 bucks is, yeah, sure. It is pretty good amount of money. Right. But right. Exactly. But if you're an actor on set, you, you know, you could be working 12 hours. You may even be technically on set for 15 hours. If you have to do like prosthetics and all this like makeup and costuming and everything. I mean, you imagine how many hours like um, Karen Gillan had to be when she when she does nebula or you know or uh what um gosh my brain is or you know any any of these actors that have to like go full on makeup or prosthetics Bautista Dave Bautista yeah Yeah, him too David I mean they they have to be on set even earlier than some of their castmates all because of that you know, and, you know, technically they are working for that whatever hundred dollar, hundred something dollars, you know, a day for that, you know. So it's not really $50 an hour you're getting paid. It it probably is closer to like, <laughs> you know, minimum wage at that point. Yeah. 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 And I mean, SAG-AFTRA initially, they were just, you know, they were um, obviously standing with the WGA. And then when it finally got to the point that like they couldn't get their issues uh, straightened out, they went, you know, and and started to strike also as of uh, July 14th. So uh, today it's been just about over a week. Um, I guess almost, almost two weeks since uh, the SAG after strike started. And um, yeah, I mean, Again, by the time this comes out, I would love for it to be, you know, straightened out. But I, I highly doubt it because it's. I feel like it's just too much. But, you know, 
it, it's, it really affects everything. I mean, just the WGA strike affected everything. You got to think about when this happened, this was May 2nd. So, you know, anyone who had, you know, even like the, the nighttime shows, like the Jimmy Fallon's and all that stuff, they had to stop. They had to yeah. stop their show because they don't have writers. Um, any show that, you know, was being written, you know, like Stranger Things and, you know, all that all that stuff stopped, done. Right. Movies that were in the process of being written stopped, done, you know? And now that SAG-AFTRA has struck anything that was done that still had the possibility to at least start shooting or was almost done and could at least start shooting is done. So there's going to be, after this, and I think what, that might be one of the reasons why this past weekend was so big. After this, there's not much coming you know um so this i mean this has happened before where the you know strikes have gone on for a long time hollywood honestly i don't think can afford it because they are still trying to figure out life after covid shut down they haven't come back from that completely so now to have this on top of it it's just going to like but you know they they do have solid complaints you know as i mentioned about the the writers their biggest thing obviously was um the compensation for residuals 100 percent plus their working um locations are you know like they want better you know writers rooms for like tv shows and you know obviously ai is a huge thing for both wga and sag aftra because that is a real, po- like AI is scary. Like, I feel like we need to do an episode on the possibilities of AI one day. Because like, yeah. I feel like iRobot is going to come to fruition. I know. One of these days. Um, but, you know, they, I don't know whether they have started using AI for stuff in terms of actors in the background and, and things like that. But it's just, you know, you're going to use an actor's likeness. And they're not going to get paid for it. So it's going to be like they're in your movie, but they're not going to get paid because it wasn't really them. Like that's messed up that you feel like you can do that. You know, you're going to write scripts. And I just, I don't see the, I I don't, I don't, I just don't. You're going to put people out of work. And for what? So that you can get things faster. Like sometimes when things are faster, they're not better. So, you know. Um, but yeah, so uh, cough, Marvel cinematic universe, cough. Yeah, seriously. The last couple of years of Mar of the MCU, like, hello. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. But so the, the streaming residual thing is definitely up there. The AI thing definitely up there. And then for also SAG, they want greater regulations for self tape auditions. Yeah, I don't even know why they're still doing that because, okay, when we were still having the, like, when the pandemic was really bad, that you can understand why they do the auditions that way, right? But it's like now people are moving out and about a hell of a lot more than they did even two years ago. So it's like, why do you need to do auditions that way now? I mean, and and also, I completely understand if, like, let's say you want to audition actors from another country, 
and you don't want to fly them over specifically to do an audition like you know you would have done like five years ago but i mean seriously why do you need to have every single actor you know like why do you need actors like in the with it like if you were trying to cast you know an american tv show or, or an american movie like why do you need american actors to have to do that mm -hmm. you know? i mean i i don't understand it yeah yeah i don't i don't know i don't know but the the i think the two biggest things um for both are definitely the residuals for streaming and the uh ai which both totally valid again 100 percent totally valid uh things to be concerned about and want solutions for um yep. you know i can totally understand that and um Oh, if you haven't had a chance, you can YouTube uh, when SAG did announce that it was going on strike. Fran Dreischer, the president of SAG-AFTRA, made a amazing speech about it. She got so emotional. Yeah, Fran Dreischer. Like, a decision that was, that was taken lightly. You know, like, they really... Consider, I mean, this was something that had been talked about, you know, and, and they were trying, they were trying, they were trying, and then they finally were just like, that's it, you're done. You know, like now we have to, now we have to do this. And you could just hear the frustration uh, when, when she was talking. I, I thought it was a very powerful thing. Um, so I, I suggest you go on YouTube and look it up because it was, it was pretty awesome. I, well, if I do say so myself. Well, I mean, if uh, I find the link, I could actually put it in the show notes for on our website um, when we release this episode. Mm. Yeah, that is what I'm. That is actually what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to include any bonus stuff in um, in the show notes on our website um, that are relevant to whatever our episodes are about. So, mm. yeah. Um, I'll be including that on the website. That's another reason why you guys should visit it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, more people should honestly be sympathizing with the strikers because who is not frustrated with their jobs and their what they're getting paid and whatever benefits or lack of benefits you're getting, you know? Because I don't know about you, Sam, you know, going on social media, like seeing what people are saying about this whole situation but i've definitely seen like a good portion of people definitely agree that all these things are completely ridiculous and you know the the producers and the studios need to get over themselves and go back to the negotiation table and offer some real can you know real um you know uh stuff you know, to the unions, like something real, something that's actually, you know, uh, something that both the unions would accept, you know, as terms in new contracts. But, you know, there are still some people who, like I mentioned earlier, are very skeptical and are like, you know, why are these people like protesting? And it's like, you know, 
you're you're thinking of doing these jobs like the way a lot of other people have salaried jobs, you know, the nine to five, five days a week type of mentality. But that is not what these people are doing. When you think about it, conceptually speaking, what these jobs are, they're, they're contract labor is what it is. It's contract labor. It's not salaried labor where, mm-hmm. you know, where you, where you automatically get like 401ks and, and, you know, health insurance and, you know, vacate, you know, vacation PTO type right. stuff. You know, that is not what these people are getting. In fact, actually, I remember, um, you know, when uh, Kihi Kwan, you know, was doing all the interviews for Everything Everywhere All at Once, he actually did mention on a couple occasions that, you know, he lost his health insurance, you know, before he got booked for that movie. Because if you're not like an active member of the union and everything, you eventually lose your health insurance and, you know, God forbid something happens to you, you know, health wise, you know, you're, you're, you're screwed basically. Yeah. So, you know, that's why like some of these like naysayers really need to do some reading and actually understand what the heck these people are fighting for and understand that no, that $400 a day is not as much money as you think it actually is. I mean, for some actors, you know, this $400 a day they're getting for like, you know, two months of filming could be the biggest paycheck they're getting the whole year, unfortunately, in some mm-hmm. cases. And that's yeah. completely ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. And again, I think the problem is, is that most people, when they think of Hollywood, they think of, you know, that those A-list stars that live in monster mansions and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But again, that's not who this strike is for. It's not who this strike is for. You got to look past any A-list anything and look beyond that. That's who this strike is for. It's for all the little people that bust their butt to make sure that, you know, we get our movies and, you know, completely, you know, full of, talented you know actors or whatever you know all these talented actors that bust their butt for weeks months whatever and don't get the same recognition as your a-listers that you know the writers who bust their butt to write these amazing movies tv shows that we all come to love get the recognition and the money that they are due like that's who this is for it's for those people that don't get the same recognition or pay as those a-list stars do because they're not up to that level or they're not at you know they're not number one on the call sheet and this that and the other thing like that's who you're fight that's who they're all fighting for and I love the thing I love about with this strike is it whether or not they wanted to and I think most of them get it so like I don't see any A-listers necessarily having a problem with it but it forces them to fight for those little guys you know, because I mean, they, they can't work either. I actually just found the list of everything that for the SAG, if you're in part of SAG after you cannot do as a result of this. Yeah. It's amazing. Even stuff like, uh, appearing on podcasts, like our show, Mm -hmm. not that we ever have anybody else. It's only if you're promoting, right. Like they can go on like, podcasts they just can't promote anything 
Right. But, you know, still. Uh, also, it even includes conventions, which very notably, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of actors did not show up at San Diego Comic-Con, which just happened uh, this past weekend. Very, Which notably. is usually the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, I will, I, I can't lie. Um, since I'm going to go to New York Comic-Con, I'm also a bit worried how long this is going to get dragged out because, not because I'm a... Because I 100% support the actors doing this because they, they're they fighting for their rights. They're fighting for their livelihoods. And I 100%, you know, understand that, you, you know. But at the same, and at, however, at the same time, like, I am very much aware that even though Comic-Con's not until October, it's like, all right, how long are these jerks, you know, at the studios going to drag this out, you know? So, mm-hmm. because you know conventions uh convention appearances do count as like promotional things which is nine times out of ten the reason why actors celebrities like that show up in the first place so yeah that is that is a that is a thing yeah yeah i mean they can't go to any premieres or screenings and it just happened that when the strike happened the cast of Oppenheimer were in England, I yeah, think, were... for the premiere. Yeah. And they left. They were there. They got word that the strike was happening and they left. Yeah, as soon as they were done on walking the red carpet, it got announced and they they were like, Okay, we have to leave. Yep. You know, all these A listers, they left. Gotta go. Know, yeah, because, you know, they are part of this union and they are being solidarity with all the other actors who are not as fortunate as them and they're very and they're very cognizant of this fact yep yeah so once uh you know this goes on a little longer and hopefully ends i'm sure we'll do another episode to kind of talk about the outcome of this hopefully crossing our our fingers toes eyes whatever uh, you can cross that it doesn't last too too long, but with the way that the studios are acting, I don't see this ending in the near future. As of the end of July, I do not see this ending. Uh, yeah, anytime soon. Not unless. Like, oh, we'll see. Yeah, I know. Not unless, like you know, something really drastic happens and it forces them to go back to the negotiating table. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but, but I mean, I, I again, I, I do 100% agree with both WGA and SAG after that. You know, their their concerns are 100% valid and need to be taken care of. Again, it's a different world than what their contracts were because when those contracts were made, streaming wasn't a thing. Streaming is now a not only just a thing; it's a huge thing. It's the main way people see tv movies whatever so they have to come up with a way that these people who deserve to get their money get paid through streaming i don't know how they're going to do it i'm glad it's not my job to figure that out (laughs) but they have to they have to do something and then especially like with ai because that just creeps me out oh yeah absolutely 
you know i mean like yeah, have, you seen, have you seen the ai on uh tiktok yes it creeps me out yeah <laughs> it's like good lord it's, i'm telling you i robot it's gonna happen like, all these like deep fake things i mean it's like we're crying out loud yep. really bizarre mm. yeah i mean again with the social media response like i remember i've seen some comments where people are like well if they're not getting paid enough why are they still doing you know these jobs it's like why do you why don't you try asking you know people that uh work at the supermarket like why aren't they working at a different job if you know they don't like the pay or whatever why don't you go ask right. you go ask that to any person who ends up doing a minimum wage job out there why they don't change jobs you know i mean right. i mean they love what they're doing you know like they love to act or write or whatever like that's their passion some of them went to school for this right that doesn't mean that they don't like they should just ignore the fact that they're being paid crap right i mean and not to mention it's like to be honest you know, if you are extremely talented at like, let's say acting as an example here, you know, if you weren't acting, what would you even do? I mean, for some people, they legitimate will tell you that like, no, my thing was always acting. I never had any other goals, like career goals or anything other than I wanted to be an actor. So they, they have nothing else. Right. <laughs> So it's like, what what alternative do you expect them to be doing exactly? Right. You know, because it's like even professional athletes, you know, already know going into, you know, sports, know that their careers as a professional athlete could end at any time. So they usually, you know, if they're smart, they have some kind of backup plan to what they would do, you know, uh, after they ideally quit because they're retiring and not some other reason you know right mm -hmm. but you know if if you were gonna if your goal since you were young was to be you know the next steven spielberg or something what you know what what other alternative do you have if you don't achieve it or whatever for some for some people they don't have any other plans it's like go home or go bus kind of a thing. It's like those those yeah. kind of comments annoy the hell out of me when I've when I've seen them. Yeah. Again, it's people who when they think of you know this, they only think of the high paying actors that they see in you know the movies or whatever. Like you gotta stop focusing on them. You gotta think about everyone else. You gotta think about everyone else you know like because like they work just as hard or sometimes even harder yeah you know and 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 listen they understand you know because you know i i also heard things of like oh they're not considering the crew and this you know now they're out of jobs and but trust me i can promise you that was a consideration but I guarantee that the, the crews are behind them as well. Like they're standing in solidarity with them because they get it, you know, like 
Yes. Does it stink that people now cannot work as a result? Yes. But you're blaming the wrong people. You know, now listen, I've never been a huge union person. Unions have pros and cons, obviously. Um, But like, I get it. I 100% get it in this case because the wrong people are getting screwed over by the big guy. You know, I mean, and maybe it's just because I watch Newsies like last week and like now I'm all like, yeah, bite them. Yeah. But it's like, you know, like that's what you need to do. You need to go after the big guys that think that they can do whatever the heck they want. And it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect them directly. They're still getting their money off of these TV shows, movies, whatever. So whatever, who the heck cares? They don't care that everyone else is like, please, sir, I want some more because I can barely afford what I have. Like, there's no reason why these writers, you know, can't afford their homes or to put food on the table for their family. Like, that should be a basic, like, that, that shouldn't be difficult. That they should be able to live off of their their work, right? Like especially that is their full time job, right? Especially especially the writers who work on on TV shows. I mean, you would think that like if you were part of a writing team on a TV show with like multiple episodes, you would be getting a regular check for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure if, if you were like a movie, you know, uh, writer, the the pay scales, the you know, the pay you know, the payment is probably kind of different, you know, so depending on how big the movie is and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you would think that, you know, if you got like, say, you know, hired to write on the Simpsons, for example, like you would be getting like pretty regular paychecks for that, but it's like, you know, so I would find it very disturbing if people like that are not getting enough money to support themselves and their families and whatever. I mean, that, that would be completely ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, how are you churning out like 20 something episodes every year or whatever it is? And these people are not getting paid for all the scribbling they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. I scribbled all those scenes for Bart to like do this, that, and the (laughs) other. It's like, how come I'm not getting more money for this? Exactly. You know? Exactly that. So, again, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm I'm on the union side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we're really fortunate in the next few weeks, something will happen that will end this. You know, before the false. Well, I mean. Okay, to be fair, some of the fall schedule stuff is already messed up as it is. Um, mm-hmm. because, because normally they would start filming uh, at least the first few episodes now. Soon, like within, yeah, toward like the like next month-ish, yeah, they'd be starting to come together. Yep. Yeah. Not going to happen as of right now. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully when this, you know, the strike will end sooner rather than later and... uh we could do like a follow up just discussing exactly what some of the terms they ended up agreeing to came out to. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, obviously, you know, we're not union members, so we won't like know every little nitty gritty detail, but we'll definitely be looking up like what are the major things that got put on the table that the union is eventually going to vote on, whether they agree and approve of all the terms, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But this is big in Hollywood. Yes, it is. And there are some international, you know, like acting unions or whatever that are, you know, standing in solidarity with SAG uh, that I saw. So that's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, I mean, because this this affects the whole world. You know, this isn't just America, you know, because actors from all over the place, you know, come to the U.S. to to work and they're not going to be able to. So this affects. Right. Like the whole the whole world of acting, unless you're like a tiny little, or not tiny. Uh, that's a wrong way to phrase it. But if you're only known in like your country or whatever, and you're a part of like the smaller unions or whatever, then I I don't think it'll affect you. But you know these bigger actors that are from all over, you know, are either part of SAG-AFTRA or you know work along with Hollywood, and and they're not going to be able to so i'm interested to see what happens did you like what you heard on our episode today well then feel free to come back and listen to us again you can find us on all different streaming sites including amazon music apple Podcasts, deezer iHeartRadio, spotify you name it we're there and if you really like us feel free to follow us on instagram and tiktok at three fates decide that's T-H-R-E-E, Fates Decide. You can also email us at threefatesdecide at gmail.com. And check out our website at threefatesdecide.com to find other episodes, information about your three hosts, and all of our other links. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Three Fates Decide.